It's the Friday Feeling with Ellen Leonard on Midlands 103. Midlands 103. Good evening. You are very welcome to the Friday Feeling. I'm Ellen Leonard and I'm with you until 8pm with an hour of great guests and feel-good music. Hope you are keeping well today and coming up over the next hour, I have a very cosy themed programme planned and um, I'm really trying to embrace the shorter evenings and staying in a little bit more. So firstly, I'll be joined by the Lighthouse Cinema programmer and host of the Cinema Book Club podcast, Charlene Lydon, who will be telling us about their celebration of Samhain Naman. So if you're into horror films, these are definitely the ones that you should check out and they're all by Willem, oh, Willem, women filmmakers I've just made up a new word there um, which is obviously really important to, to support them and she has a long list of really good ones so if you're into that or even scary series I know there's a few new ones out at the moment she'll be telling us about that and later on in the show, I'll be joined by the lovely Diane in Denmark, who is originally from Edinburgh, but she's currently living in Denmark. Um, and no one does coziness like the Danes. So like I said, it's getting a bit nippier and, you know, you kind of start to slow down a bit. So Diane is going to be teaching us all about the art of hygge. Now, if you look at that word, it looks like higgy, but it's actually pronounced hygge and Diane will tell us all about that. And it's really nice and it's nothing too complicated or tricky. Um, so we can all have a bit of hygge in our lives. We have our good news story of the week and if you'd like to get in touch and have a say on anything we're talking about or just to say hello, you can text or WhatsApp on 083 30 10 103. Now let's take some music from Destiny's Child for our Flashback Friday. That was Destiny's Child with Independent woman. Now if you're on the hunt for some Halloween films to enjoy over the next few weeks, stay tuned to hear about Sound Naman. The Midlands 103 text and WhatsApp line. 083 30 10 103. Powered by Lamb Brothers Sullamore. The home of Offaly's top selling car brand Toyota. Midlands 103. Now if you're fond of a good horror film, particularly at this time of year, I'm joined now by cinema programmer from the Lighthouse Cinema and host of the Cinema Book Club, Charlene Lydon, to tell us about the best horror films by women filmmakers with their Halloween season, Samhain Naman. Hi Charlene, how are you? Hi, good, thank you. Good. Now, I had a stumble at the start of the show with women filmmakers. It's actually quite hard to say. So if I do it again, I apologise. <laughs> I said Willem, <laughs> so I made up oh. my own words. But anyway... Maybe they should just contract it and make it that. Yeah, maybe. Um, but Charlene, can you tell us about Samhain Naman? Because um, it's a lovely idea and, and where it came from, the idea originated. Well, I suppose we, so last year the cinemas were closed for Halloween, so we didn't get to have uh, a Halloween and that's my favourite time of year and we always do something really good in the lighthouse and pull off in Galway as well. Um, and so this year we just said, let's just do something really special and we wanted to do something great and we thought, why not, you know, try to put the focus onto female filmmakers. There's, mm-hmm. It's kind of a really good time at the moment for 
women filmmakers and we just thought, well, why not cast our eye back a little bit um, and take a look at it? And the idea of Sao and Naman is sort of a play on the Nulag Naman idea of mm. um, that time just after Christmas where women get to uh, get the spotlight a little bit um, and put the feet up really. But this is these women aren't putting their feet up there. <laughs> They're working very hard. Um, so that was sort of the idea really was just to... Um, to celebrate women uh, at this time and just look at either like some films that you may not realise are directed by women like American Psycho and Pet Cemetery, which are kind of good kind of cult classics mm-hmm. but maybe it's it's important to remember that these films were directed by women uh, and then some recent films that I've really liked that I think are really special that people probably do know about but may not have heard of or yes. may not have seen on the big screen uh, so that was sort of the idea um, just trying to put a spotlight on this and remind people that women make great horror films. Yes, and I, what I love about this as well, like you just said there, it does kind of shine a light on ones that you might not have even heard of before. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you said, it's female and women filmmakers and of course they're working hard, but maybe we can use this now as an excuse for women to sit down and have a night enjoying films like a little Nulignamon um, and they won't be bothered for the whole evening and they can enjoy it. But it, get the gals together. And last week, actually, Charlene, I had a, a woman all called Shelley and she um, basically is really into Irish mythology. And she was oh. telling us about, you know, how important um, women were this time of year back in the day. So there was a lot of formidable women associated with Samhain, like on Kyloch, which we know now is, you mm-hmm. know, the witch. Um, yeah. So it is very fitting to enjoy movies created by women. Yeah, it feels like a very feminine time of year, yeah, you know, and, and certainly in that folklore sort of way that there's a lot of associations with women and, and just it just felt so right. Yeah, <laughs> it, really it is. Did. It's a perfect fit. But can you recommend some of them for us if anyone's listening and they'd like to check some of them out? Yeah, well, I mean, there, we tried to have a really diverse range of films. Like, there was a ton to choose from, so it just... They're quite random, but they're just ones that we felt fit together nicely or represent different um, different types of films. So, you know, I mentioned American Psycho earlier, which, you know, most people have probably seen. Um, it's an adaptation of a, like, the sickest novel ever written. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and I thought it was a really interesting choice to have a female director because there's so much violence against women in the book. Um, that to have a, a woman actually look at that, I think, is really interesting. Um, so, I, and I think it's a brilliant film and a brilliant adaptation of the book. Um, but it's it's certainly one for the big screen. That's on Halloween night. Uh, but then there's sort of more recent, kind of smaller indie films like The Babadook, uh, which oh, is by an Australian that filmmaker. One was Have you seen terrifying. It? Yeah, I'll never it's forget so the scary. noise. <laughs> Babadook. Yeah. Like it, that will haunt me forever. <laughs> oh, it's so terrifying. I had to watch that film on my own in the cinema like <sighs> one morning. It was like first thing in the morning. <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> it's actually it's such a scary film, but it's such a, a great film. And um, I think there's something that um, women can sometimes bring really great emotional issues to the forefront using horror. Not that men can't do that, they do. Um, but I think the Babadook is a really, it's a really good example of what women can bring you to the genre. You just can't shake it, I suppose, when you when yeah. I finished watching it. I couldn't stop thinking about it for a long time. I feel like that's how you know that would be, that that it's a good horror. Exactly. It's it's so good and it's so emotional as well. And and then on the flip side of that, there's some like The Love Witch. Um, not sure if you've ever seen it. It's, it's a kind of a, 
a take on 60s kind of colourful hammer horror. Um, so it's all like kind of witchy lore. Um, it's almost like, a, it's an, I wouldn't call it a horror comedy, but it, it does know what it is. And it's mm-hmm. so beautiful to look at, like just all the kind of iconography from the 1960s. And it, it's kind of shot on film in this really specific way that it really feels like it's been lifted from the 1960s. And it's gorgeous. Um, so like that's a whole other type of film. It's not scary. You'll be fine if you're afraid. Okay, of, that's of, good. Of scary it's good films. to have a that, few that of them. That one's kind of more of a fun one. Um, and then we wanted to bring it all the way back to the 1950s uh, with The Hitchhiker which is Ida Lupino who was um, a, a famous actress who was one of the only women to work within the studio cycle um, system um, and directing, writing and directing her own films. Um, and The Hitchhiker is kind of more of a, a thriller, really, a noir thriller um, about, you know, two, two men pick up a dodgy hitchhiker and, he, mm. you know, <laughs> uh, tailors all the time. But it's such <laughs> a brilliantly made thriller. Um, I thought it was really important to include that because, like, this was a woman working in the studio system when there's just, there was no women mm-hmm. filmmakers out there. And she just made really competent, really brilliant films and I thought it was really important to do that. So like there's some of my favourites from from the season, but there's just so many yeah, and it's a well, yeah. it's a well put together list, and I do like as you said, there is something kind of in there for everybody. Is that like you said, that's not always too gory, but you know, I actually prefer nearly a horror that's more blood and guts. It's the supernatural ones that that really get to me, um, because for some yeah. reason you think the blood and guts one, you're like. That probably won't happen, but <laughs> when it's supernatural, I'm like, mm, could this actually happen? You never know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And okay. you kind of touched on it there earlier about, you know, the women filmmakers kind of having a different take um, mm. emotion-wise. What else do you think they they bring to to these films that, you know, maybe men didn't or wouldn't have noticed? Yeah, I mean, look, it, to me, it's lots of there's lots of amazing male filmmakers in uh, the horror genre and you know everywhere. Yes. But uh, but I think the conversation has been like, you know, there's it, the world is pretty much fifty fifty men and women, but it's not fifty fifty the voices that we see and hear, you know, um, on screen, mm-hmm. and that's something that's really important. And um, I think every woman has a different take on the genre. Every man has a different take on the genre. But I do I do think these these films that really kind of rose to the top um, are films that really explore themes like grief and motherhood and you know just like sexuality in a way that maybe a man wouldn't would have just had a different stamp Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that's it's important to look at these and consider well this was a female eye you know and I kind of said that about American Psycho but um, another one that people are probably very familiar with is Pet Cemetery, which is, mm-hmm. it is a, written by Stephen King yeah. um, very famous novel and it's it's 100% a, a book and a film about grief and the, like I think that the director having that um, really emotional core to the film is so important and it's what makes it scary because Mm. it's not just like here's a spooky child it's actually like here's this terrifying thing that's not really this man's child but it's the ending Charlene I wasn't yeah it's so horrific I was near you know there's usually some yeah there's usually some bit of light (laughs) 
there was no light at the end of that tunnel anyway but it was there a wasn't. great no, <laughs> great there. film um, and then in your opinion Charlene what ingredients do you like to see or what's needed to make a really great horror movie I think as you kind of said like every, everybody has a different taste in films um, to me and I've probably made it clear with everything I've just said but like I think when there's something like really emotional underpinning the horror mm. whatever it is whether it's that you're really invested in this one person or you're really invested in this situation um, or it's about you know grief or some type, type of trauma that you can relate to or whatever I think it's just the humanity that's going on behind the murders and blood and gore is always what gets me so like yeah. to me the ingredients are like a well thought out emotional journey like that's always what resonates and everything else around it it can be like a silly slasher film or it could be like you know the most high end art house horror film but at the end of the day it's all just about the emotional journey and how yeah. much you can connect and to if the you character. Get, exactly if you get attached to someone and, and you want them you know to survive usually um, exactly, yeah. and Charlene <laughs> if someone you know they might prefer just taking little bites or um, little small bits of horror and that's all they can handle and that's okay mm-hmm. have you watched any series recently that we should check out I have just finished watching Midnight Mass which yes, is on Netflix, by Mike Flanagan yeah uh, yeah and it's unbelievably good like I loved it so much it's the same people who made The Haunting of Hill House so that was also Netflix yeah that was brilliant and The Haunting of Bly Manor they were both Netflix and I really liked both of those and I think this is just so good I mean just to it's kind of hard to say what it's about uh, without giving anything away but basically a small fishing island in America and um this man who's been struggling with addiction kind of returns home to that island and at the same time a priest arrives on the island who's the new priest and I guess that's the setup and anything I'd say beyond that is kind of a spoiler but okay. it's so good. We'll take your word for really it. Recommend it. You <laughs> really do know your horror so if we should listen to anyone it's definitely you Charlotte. <laughs> watch a lot of horror. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone wants to get tickets um, and support Sound Naman, where can they go to have a look? So if you're anywhere near Dublin, go to lighthousecinema.ie and if you're somewhere near Galway, go to pullos.ie and you'll find the schedule and and all the details of the films in there. Excellent. Thank you so much, Charlene, for all of that. I absolutely cannot wait to check out some of them and I definitely will be watching Midnight Mass as well. And best of luck with with your run of Sound Amon and we'll chat to you again. Thank you. Thanks, Charlene. You too. Bye. Bye. Now we'll be back after this with our good news story of the week. Ellen Leonard on Midlands 103. It's time for our good news story of the week and this week it is coming from Mullingar and with a lady called Orla Keating and Orla is a member of the Westmead Longford Down Syndrome group and she has been very productive over lockdown and has written her first book and it's called Orla and the Go Faster Stick and it tells the story of Orla as she goes on many adventures around around Westmeath, particularly while on her walks on the canal. And we've all had many a walk on a canal over the last 18 months, at least now at this stage, and we've all been enjoying it. But Orla has gone and wrote a book on it. Um, And there's witches and there's magical tales and there's loads of amazing features in the book. Um, A beautiful 
colourful illustrations as well. And even better, all proceeds from Orla's book go directly to the Longford Westmead Down Syndrome Association. So if you'd like to go and have a look at that book, um, you can go to gofasterstick.com. So huge well done, Orla. That is amazing. Such a great achievement. And your book is absolutely beautiful. And hopefully it's not the last one. Now let's take some music. Feels good. Radio Midlands 183's Friday Feeling with Ellen Leonard. Midlands 103. You may feel the urge to slow down and enjoy the comfort of your own home now that the weather is getting colder and the days are getting shorter. And one country that knows how to do this in style is Denmark. And joining me now is Routines Coach and Huga Expert, Diane from Diane in Denmark. Hi Diane, how are you? Hi Ellen and uh, thank you for inviting me. One of my favourite subjects. Let, let's let's get Huga together. Yes and you are a pro at this all right because I've seen it from your Instagram but for anyone listening and they might know what Huga is can you tell us a bit about it? Yeah and first of all Ellen your pronunciation is perfect. <laughs> thank you. That's how we say it. Uh, and it's just really giving yourself a little hug every day a bit but like the, the, the word sounds it's, it's like giving yourself a little hug every day making things cozy and and it's not just for the winter it, it's it's year round so it's just enjoying you know some small cozy moments in your day. Okay, because I did, I did think it was a winter thing, but I'm thrilled to hear that it's something that you can do all year round. But can you give us some background into the practice and and where it originated from? Well, huga the, the word actually comes from the Norwegian uh, H-U-G-G-A, which just means to comfort. But the Danes really took it on board, uh, and in Denmark it, it's written H-Y-G-G-E, huga. And it's it's just that fact of uh, looking after yourself. And I think it stems to the weather and our situation in, in Scandinavia that we have these very long, dark winters. I'm, I'm sure you're the same in Ireland. I, I'm actually Scottish. And, you know, we have these long, dark winters and it's a way of kind of survival technique, you know, so we can keep ourselves going even when the weather is the weather is dreadful, there's not much daylight. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do actually struggle quite a lot when the evenings get darker um, and they, they need to look after themselves a little bit more. And this is a nice um, way to, and we'll go on to see that it, it's, it is simple things as well. But you mentioned that you are currently living in Denmark. Can you give us an idea of what the lifestyle is like over there? And, and is it true that Scandinavian people are the happiest in the world? Yeah, that, that's something that comes up often. Well, I, I'm in Denmark. I'm actually from, from Scotland, but I, I, I moved here to, um, uh, I got married to a Dane, as is the usual way that you end up in Denmark. And in, in Denmark, there's a really high standard of living. Uh, we pay very high taxes. We pay about 50% in, in taxes. But yet, if you ask the Danes um, if they want to pay their taxes, they don't enjoy paying the taxes, but they're happy to do so because it gives us that real kind of quality of life. You know, we've got easy access to childcare, education is free, good health service. And I think in Denmark, we really have that good work-life balance going. You know, that people are not working all hours of the day, you know, people earn a decent wage, Uh, and yet they're kind of cared for uh, by the state. So it's it's a good work-life balance. 
And we also are outdoors very much, even if the weather is dreadful. In, in Denmark, we have a saying, there's no such thing as bad weather, just the wrong clothing. And it's, you know, I'm sure they're the same in Ireland. Always take your umbrella with you, you know, because the, the weather will be changing every 15 minutes. It's the same in Scotland. Uh, but the Danes are very much, they, they get outside every day. You know, they're biking, they bike to work. And um, so I think it's just that kind of, appreciating every day that comes. How did you get into self-care? Because on your Instagram page, you're very much um, a fantastic advocate of taking time to do simple things to, to keep an eye on yourself and make sure you're okay. Yeah, well, Ellen, I think it really started when I first came to, to Denmark oh, 20 years ago because, you know, I, I'm from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm used to the dark winters there. I worked in Luxembourg and then when we moved here, it, it was I was expecting more of the same. But the, the Scandinavian winters can can be brutal. And, you know, most days we have, uh, it doesn't get light here maybe until nine o'clock in the morning. If it does get light, you know, because often we have uh, dark, dark uh, rainy days. And then in the afternoon by three o'clock, it's getting dark again. So we have these long, long evenings. And I found that, you know, that kind of heaviness was getting to me. Uh, and, and I needed to do something constructive. You know, I really needed to, to put some kind of routines in place for dealing with it. And uh, the, the whole hygge thing, it was just something that my, my Danish friends, they did daily. And it's, uh, you know, the simple things, lighting a candle in the morning while you have your, your shower, um, enjoying a nice cup of tea in the afternoon, bringing the outside inside, uh, you know, this time of year, you may be out with the kids scanning chestnuts. So it's just all these small things, um, but something that really changed it for me, and which is not going to sound hygge or cosy whatsoever, uh, is winter bathing. Now, if you're if you're new to, to hygge and to winter bathing, it means that we swim in the sea all year round, and here in Denmark, we swim naked. Oh my God. <laughs> I know everybody's kind of falling off their seats like what? And, you know, for me coming from Scotland, that was, you know, just that fact of being naked, you know, we're so worried about showing our bodies to other people. But actually I, I got really into it and, and it's not, you know, running around the beach naked. It's just that, that very fact of being in nature uh, and I'm out on my bike every day with my, my my two best friends down to the sea. And we're just in the water and, and you don't, it's not something where you think, okay, how long can we be in the water for? It's just kind of form of mindfulness. You know, we're, we're just in the water and then when we come out, out of the water again, you know, we, we have a, a cup of tea, we've got our thermos of hot tea with us and we just sit and have a chat uh, and then we're on our way again and, and back into our day. That's lovely. And I suppose the thing about sea swimming and sea swimming has been huge over the pandemic and the lockdown here in Ireland. And a lot of people that... You have are, a lot of groups, don't you, in yeah, Ireland? Yeah. A lot of groups popping up. Yeah, it's fantastic. Here in the Midlands, we don't have as easy an access to the beach. But when you do make the time to go, it's that type of thing where you're in the sea and it's like you nearly can't 
think of anything else or you're not worried about anything else for that time that you're in there you're just enjoying yeah. enjoying the water and it sounds to me like you have um a really nice routine set up for yourself and with your friends that you have your flask of tea that you cycle down do you think that a routine is important when you're trying to be more content with life yeah, I think it's a, it's a really easy way to, to get that huga, those little cosy moments, giving yourself a little hug every day. If you put it into something that you're already doing, and I'll, I'll give you a few examples because I'm sure your listeners are now thinking, okay, well, you know, what, what can I actually do? What, what's, uh, what can we be doing right here, right now? And for example, when you're cleaning up uh, the kitchen, you know, once you've had your, your tea or your dinner in the evening, uh, I always light a candle and it doesn't have to be real candles if you're worried about, you know, safety in the home. Uh, LED candles, maybe you can have, uh, I don't know if you're into using a diffuser, you can maybe have some nice scents going of, of lavender. Um, also, as I said, in the mornings, have a, a, a nice shower. Just just take a few extra moments to use your your favourite shower gel. Maybe maybe switch up the the scents that you're using according to the season. That's a, a really easy way to do it. Uh, and again, bring the outside inside. In the summer, you can get a nice bloom. Uh, put it on your your bedside table. Um, in, in the winter, that could be bringing in, you know, some, some, something that you found uh, in the woods or the forest. And, and it's just little things that you can put into your daily routine. You're just taking a, a few minutes. It doesn't, you know, doesn't need to take half an hour or the whole day to get a little bit of hygge into your, to your routine. Yeah, and it sounds to me very much that it's the simple things in life and like that with the pandemic and COVID when we were all at home for the last whatever year and a half that we were really able to even enjoy putting on some nice new fluffy socks or treating yourself to a new pair of pyjamas and just small things like that that like you said kind of give you that cosy, um, happy feeling and it doesn't necessarily like you said have to be anything mad that's taken up yeah. too much time and, and I think it also it's kind of a return probably to our childhood if you, you also saw during the pandemic people were returning to baking to uh, you know baking cakes and baking bread and it's just that kind of really like you said in the introduction slowing down you know we, we don't have to slow down completely but just Think about, you know, what, what can we do uh, for ourselves? Or what can we do with the kids or what can we do with our parents? Um, and, and just in, in, enjoying those small moments. You mentioned as well that it gets dark in Denmark around 3pm, which is, that's, that's crazy, I think. I didn't realise that. <laughs> and some, day, some, some days it feels like it's kind of dark, it's dark all day. Yeah, if it is a kind of dull day and we do have, you know, quite a lot of them. So is there anything you can do extra in the winter months that gives you that little bit of boost or to help recharge? Because I could say that can be quite draining sometimes. Yeah, I, I would say that definitely for the winter months, if, if you have a tendency to get that gloom that sets in, you know, after the autumn when it really gets dark, the, the one major thing I would say is to get outside every single day. Mm -hmm. And you may think, oh, well, you know, it's not great weather. And th there really is no such thing as bad weather. And often when we're outside for a walk, 
you know, get yourself bundled up. Maybe it's pouring with rain. It's actually really good fun to go out in the rain. You know, maybe you can just walk around the corner. Maybe you can get in touch with a friend and go for a walk around, you know, if you've got a nice lake or down at the beach. Um, but definitely getting outside. So that, that's a major thing for me because even if all days look grey, we can actually see the difference in every day. You know, like, oh, well, there's a lot of rain today or it's very windy. You, you'll see those small changes. Uh, and also get in touch with a friend. That, that's a major hygge thing is just spending, a, you know, maybe an afternoon with a friend or maybe you can just chat and you're both watching the same uh, movie. You've both got your, your fluffy socks on and like you said, Ellen, your, your new cosy pyjamas. Uh, just those, those small things, connecting with somebody else. That's a great thing to do in the winter. It sounds right up my street, Diane. <laughs> you better. You, you know what you're going to be doing tonight, Ellen, don't you? You thought you were yeah, going to be doing tonight. You're, you're now looking forward to staying in. I have enjoyed staying in more. Um, once I was given the opportunity to slow down and stay in and now that things are picking up I've been ch- like chatting to friends and a lot of people are like God it's getting very busy again um, yeah. so it's nice to be able to say to yourself look you have the time it's okay to say no to things as well if you don't want to go out and you do want to stay in and get your hygge on that's okay as well and you put up loads of helpful um, information and tips and advice where can people find you if they want to learn a bit more yeah well first of all first up i'm on youtube i I make uh weekly and twice weekly videos and i'm always talking about hygge and whatever you know season we're in so you can get some practical tips there Uh, i'm on youtube as diane in denmark (laughs) easy to remember i'm also on instagram and that's where i post daily so if you're interesting interested in seeing more of the winter bathing, um, seeing me and my best friends enjoying our our cup of hot tea and what yummy snacks we're eating. You can find me on Instagram as Diane in Denmark. Uh, And if you're more into reading, I also have a blog, uh, which is simply called dianedenmark.com. And there you can find ideas of how to hygge, um, find find the videos, find all the stuff from Instagram. So, so, So you can't miss me. That's another thing as well. Nothing better than sitting down and having a read of a nice blog or a nice article as well um, during your 10 minutes of of cosiness during the day. So that's another nice, nice idea for people. Well, thank you so much, Diane, for taking the time to chat to us this evening. And I'm sure people at home right now are are nestling down and enjoying their, their evening at home. So thank you for that. You're very welcome, Ellen. So yeah, go, go and find those cosy socks, grab yourself a blanket, you know, turn down the lights and uh, get, get your hygge on. Now I'm almost out of time. As per usual, I'm always cutting it fine. <laughs> but um, just off the back of chatting to Charlene earlier about women in film and of course men in film, um, there is, I spotted on Twitter, it seems to be a Film Offaly Industry Day. It's happening next Friday from 10am to 4pm and it's free and it's it's an online course. And I think, you know, 
you'll get some help and guidance if you have a pitch for a film or a movie um, with Mary-Kate Rose. So if you're interested or have ever had a little interest in in filmmaking or seeing if you're any good at it, that might be something that you can enjoy doing. So you can register for that um, on the OFF line Film Fest and they have a Twitter as well where they keep all of the details for that so you might enjoy that. Um, Thank you to my lovely guests for joining me Charlene and Diane in Denmark. Thank you very much for keeping me company over the last hour and Joe Cooney is on the way next with Country Roads and he will be very lively and loving life until 10pm as he usually does and I will chat to you next Friday at 7. I hope you have a lovely weekend. Bye. Hello Friday. Feel Good Radio on Midlands 103's Friday Feeling with buylocalathlone.ie because supporting local people feels good too. Midlands 103.